from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. Evening punters, thanks for joining in once again to the Triple J Racing Weekly Podcast. Um, I'm joined once again by my good friend here, Bryce Parker for, from Back of Winter Oz. How you going, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me, Fisherman, and excellent tipping last weekend. Uh, you got a fair few home at really good odds. And uh, in terms of weather here, mate, it's been trash all day, so I'm expecting it to be pretty heavy in Brizzy. Uh, so if you're, if you're looking around for winners at Doombin, I, I suggest looking at the heavy trackers. I don't reckon it's going to be a soft, mate. I'm, I'm thinking heavy. Yeah, it was a really good weekend last weekend, mate. Uh, tipped up Soak Country at 11 bucks and Nicolini Vito at $16 on the podcast. And uh, for the guys following your form, I know you just tipped home Cantina at good odds there uh, this afternoon. So really good result for yourself there, mate. Um, Obviously, the conditions are quite the same where I am down here near Kembla Grange. Unfortunately, uh, the meeting got abandoned today at Kembla Grange, and Ramick looks like it's going to be on a heavy 10 on Saturday. So, look, hopefully, we can find some winners, mate, but uh, it won't be easy doing. Um, another positive in racing, mate trials tomorrow Cascadian, Profondo, Animo, Embracer, return to the track, and a couple of uh, horses to look out for heading into the spring carnival. Um, have you got any horses you got your eye on, mate? Looking forward. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple. Um, and honestly, mate, today I was extremely bullish about winner takes it all. Unfortunately, the meeting was called off. Um, there was $3 going about it and it ran second to uh, Sweet Ride. And I saw it trial second behind Fire and Ice. So I saw you tipped up. And if anything, I thought it was going a bit better than Fire and Ice. So when winner takes it all runs again, mate, if it's in the um, provincials, it is an absolute certainty. And uh, actually, Sweet Ride's trial was unbelievably good the other day as well. I don't know if you saw it, mate, but just trucked up and absolutely rolled them. Via Via also trialed really nicely. And obviously, mate, Fireburn goes without saying. It's one of my faves um, with it all prep, last prep. And I'm, I'm keen to see it back. I, I do think it'll overcome the, the classic slipper curse. And I just think it's a dead set freak. So I reckon Fireburn's going to be, uh, if not one of the best horses in Australia in the next couple of years, mate. So... They're probably the ones, mate. Winner, winner takes it all should be running in the next week or so. I'm really keen to see that. And Fire and Ice as well. I thought that was really impressive on return. I, I know the stable had big wraps on it. And I think I tipped it up a few times last prep. And it, it's come back super. So well done on tipping that one, mate. And that's another one to, to throw on the, uh, the black book. What about yourself? Yeah, geez, that was some return the other day by Fire and Ice. Spot on about that. And, um, you know, really mm. good for myself watching that, um, having a young Hellbent horse. But Hellbent's going uh, really well at the moment with his uh, young crop of horses. But, yeah, that was some return by uh, Fire and Ice and certainly one to keep an eye on. Myself, mate, um, coming out of the same races as Fireburn, but I'm a big fan of Sajardin, obviously. Uh, really big fan. Sebring Colt. And I thought he was just really good in his first preparation. And he's got three-year-old season written all over him. Um, you know, he won the Breeders, won the Golden Gift. He was third first up, uh, three wide the trip in the English Millennium, and then he was able to win the Todman, and I thought he was very unlucky in the slipper. So he looks like he's returned in super order there at the Gary Portelli stable, and uh, 
yeah, really keen to watch him going forward, and he's the one that I'm, I'm really excited about. Um, but uh, moving forward, the spring carnival's around the corner, but we've got a meeting on Saturday, and uh, we've just touched on it. Randwick Heavy 10 rolls out 12 metres. Um, I don't think that'll make a difference. I think they'll come off the fence, and, you know, we've spoken about it for a while now, how hard it is to sort of, you know, work out what's going on with these tracks. But very wet on Saturday in Sydney, mate. Rail out very far. I think they'll come off the fence, and it's going to be a hard one to touch on. But race six, we'll start with. We're going to cover races six to ten here, and then uh, – Six to nine at Caulfield. Um, current favourite is Kalino at $3. Um, second favourite is Per Inaway, $4.20. Got Deep Romance at $6 there. The Himalayas, oh, sorry, the Himalayas and Amway Dance at that $9 price. And uh, as for a bit of a speed map there, mate, a bit of tempo involved in this one. I think Rebel County will lead along the fence and you'll have Per Inaway and Falling Step going forward. And I personally hope Deep Romance is ridden quiet, but... Uh, Who's who do you think's gonna win this one? Yeah, mate. I, I do think Deep Romance will be ridden quiet. And if they're coming off the fence, um, I, I think it's a certainty. And yeah, I was keen on it as well when you were, mate, when it pulled up with the with the coughing issues and they just overlooked it with the price. But if you go back to the first up run, mate, it should have beaten Glittery. And Glittery absolutely trounced them the other day. Trounced them. And I just think that that form is really strong. Regan Baylor should just if anything, just take it right to last and just go right to the outside fence because Deep Romance has the best turn of foot of this bunch, hands down. And I'm confident if he finds the right footing, none of these are going to be able to match it with it. So if things fall into place, mate, I think it's a dead set $1.50 pop if he gets it into the right uh, spot. Apologise there, punters. Obviously, uh, Bryce has mentioned it already. It's raining up there in Queensland and it's raining here where I am and uh, Bryce is still running the telephone line internet up there. So we were, uh, internet connection isn't fantastic, but um, for mine, I'm keen on Deep Romance as well, mate. I think uh, she's been a bit of a hit and miss type, but I think last start they might've worked out the, the best way to ride her, which is completely cold. I think it was not by design. She sort of flung out of the gates there and um, yeah, it was ridden really cold and just extended super late. Showed a really good turn of foot. And as we said, you know, by this stage of the day, we'll have a, a track pattern there to, to guide us on and hopefully, uh, She's not too far away in the run and can um, get down the outside lane there. And I think she goes well enough on a really, really heavy track. So I'm keen to side with Deep Romance and I'd like to see her ridden quiet as long as the track's playing that way. You touched on Himalayas and Kalino. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned about both of them on the heavy track. It's first go on the heavy for the Himalayas and Kalino failed on a heavy first up. I'm happy to forget that because it was first up 1300, but uh I think the one that likes the wet track is Deep Romance, getting a reasonable price about it, and uh, that's the one I'm going to go with this, with this race. Race seven. Absolutely, mate. And I, I did say, I think it should be three. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's over the odds. Race seven is the Thank You Stable Staff Benchmark 88. Um, current favourite is... Probably the hottest horse in the state at the moment. Wahaha Falls a dollar sixty. Titanium Powers at that five dollar fifty price. I uh, got Niffler in there at single figures, and then it goes right out to fourteen nineteen with Poetic Charmer and Arctic Thunder. Um, not too much tempo in this race. We can be assured that Titanium Power will lead them up here, and I think horses will just find their position in behind, and um, you know it'll be a bit of a dash to the line at the finish with this heavy track, mate. Um, anyone? Able to beat Waihaha Falls here, or is it a bit of a, you know, too hard basket? 
being made. It's, it's ticked off the heavy track, which is probably the only way it could get beat if it doesn't handle conditions. So it should be handling conditions. I think by bad luck, it'll probably put a space on them. And uh, you only get a dollar sixty right now to find out. But if you're getting a bet return to run top four, I don't think that's the worst bet you can ever have. So I think it should be winning, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, really hard to beat here while half falls. I've been keen on it all preparation and I'm keen on it going forward. I've always really thought that he was a wet track type and he's probably come out and proven that this time around. Um, he's just he's just gliding through the wet weather really nicely, winning well. Gets out of 1,300 here, which I think suits. Stimmy Fox has come out of the race. Titanium Power will run a big race, but I don't think he's extremely well suited on the heavy. And, you know, Niffler, Niffler's going really well on a horse that I'm pretty keen on. But, uh, you know, Niffler's really deep into the preparation now. 1,800 back to 1,300. I think that's actually a positive for the horse. But um, with Wahaha Falls going third up, Still on the progression. I don't think it's impossible to tip against Wahaha Falls here. So, yeah, happy to see Wahaha win again. And um, hopefully that's the case as we get out to race eight. This is the uh, listed race on the program, the Winter Challenge Stakes, 1,500 metres. Um, Jojo was a man with Reese Jones aboard, is the favourite at $3.50. Oscar Zulu is six fifty. dollars uh, It's the return of Mugatu and his stablemate gold trip there at $7.00. Looks like Elvis is at $10 with Snippy Fox and uh, getting out to large odds the rest, mate. Probably JoJo was a man and Snippy Fox to roll forward here. Maybe Oscar Zulu from a wide draw. Reasonable tempo in the race. Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, look, if it was a bit further and it was off a heavy 10, mate, I, I would be so keen on Durston because it beat Man Kane carrying 60 two kilograms and we've seen what man kane's been up to past the post i don't know how that lost that photo 53 kegs so durson drops nine kilograms it's just might be too short for it it's runs over in the uk it's it's a stayer so it's short of its trip and the same thing with mugger too mate i mean you're getting in this field you're getting seven dollars for mugger too you look through its form it's around bay Eden, all the superstars i mean Mugger 2 would absolutely brain this field if it's spot on and the conditions are okay. So there's so many queries flying. It's a really tricky race to pick, mate, especially with the conditions. I keep thinking Mugger 2 might just be too obvious at sevens. And, I mean, form-wise, it, it's an absolute beast. It would brain these if it's right. So I'm really weary about Mugger 2, mate, and... Uh, I mean, yeah, that Russian Camelot, it's, it's no problems fresh. It's one fresh and beats some absolute superstars. So I'm probably going to have a little spec on Durston, even though it wants another 500 metres. And if, if they back Mugger 2 in, I'm going to get involved. But it's a very hard race to decipher. What about you? Yeah, you're right, mate. <laughs> uh, it is a very interesting race. And you've, you've mentioned all the big key points there. I'm, I'm keen to decide with Jojo as a man. I think that uh, the horses did a real good, um, good spot this preparation and, He's the race fit horse here, um, extremely consistent, down in the weights, gets a cosy draw from five there. Reese Jones is riding the horse well. Um, I think all reports from the stable are the horse is flying and the heavy truck's no concerns. He'll put himself into the race and give himself every opportunity. Um, the negatives with a couple of horses, I just think that there's plenty here that are first up. And I mean, look, I'd be surprised if these horses with bigger races in mind even race here. What's the point of racing heavy 10 first up? Mugger 2 and Gold Trip, I'm not too sure about that, but they might. Um, and I just think JoJo was a man was, you know, pretty unlucky last start, although I think the stewards got it right. 
But um, I'd rather take the, the race fit horse here going well, and we know what we're getting in, t- in terms of what, what, what what's going to happen. And um, I'll leave those other runners for another another race. Oh, look, Casino Kid was uh, really good first up, and we'll go back here and run on, and I think that he can run well on a wet track. I think he's extremely over the odds of the $27.50. Um, and if I was going to have a little bit of a savour, it'd probably be a, a few coins there on Casino Kid because I think the horse has a bit of ability and down in the weight. So, yeah, JoJo was a man for me, mate, in the in the Winter Challenge Stakes. Um, obviously, you know, all eyes on the race, see how Mugatu and a couple of key runners perform. But uh, I think JoJo was a man to be hard to beat. And um, I'm hoping that he wins on Saturday. Yeah, and you've made a really good point about being fit because a lot of these, as you said, have bigger sights in mind. I think this might be one of those races where we wake up and there's six or seven runners just scratch, deductions, sting. And uh, at the end of the day, yeah, you're right. I'd probably be a bit surprised if some of these do run first up on a heavy deck. And Jojo was a man is absolutely rock hard fit. It, it maps well, lightweights, ticking all the boxes. I remember the days when Casino Kid couldn't get a win in band 58s. It kept rattling home and it was just a flea to catch. And here it is in a, in a winter challenge. So it's come a long way, mate. It's got a really good turn of foot. It's put it all together and it's definitely not the worst shout at odds. So I like where you're going with the fitness. I do think, um, and Oscar Zulu, how many more chances? I mean, that thing's one of those ones. You look at its form or prep, just finds trouble finds trouble this that I, I couldn't have that at 650 i think that should be drifting it, it needs a win badly so yeah you're on the money there with jojo as a man mate keeping on the market with the rest but we might not even see them run yeah spot on we're definitely going to be dealing with some scratchings on saturday punters so uh i don't advise anyone to have an early bet because the way these bookmakers work these days they uh they hit you with deductions and all sorts of things and at times you're better off waiting for the race day so i'll be doing that but uh Hopefully, a lot of the key runners that we're speaking of do race. And uh, that, that takes us to race nine, which is the Tattersall's group, benchmark 78, uh, over 1,200 metres. Gerald Ryan saddles up Conscript here at $3. Um, Jalay gets J-Mac and, and it's $5.50. Got Neroni, $6.50. Monte Ditto, $9.50 with Fast Coney. Darren Flindell's Dull out there at $11. El Buena, $13. A uh, couple of nice horses there at large odds. Conscript and Ferretti from out wide, I think we'll go forward and hopefully Conscript gets the uh, gets the lead uh, for my on top selection. But uh, I'm interested to hear who you think is going to win this one, mate. Look at it and it goes up 0.5 kilograms with the same grade. Blitz and last start, gets conditions to suit two out of two. Uh, it just sets up perfectly in this. I'm a fan of JLE and uh, I was absolutely coma watch when it lost that photo, but a heavy track, mate. I just I don't think I can trust it at those odds. It might get scratched, but conscript uh, into $3 now, and I think that's just a cut copy. You should be winning. And uh, ticks every box of mine, mate, and uh, you've landed on it as well? Yeah, I've landed on conscript as well, mate. I think uh, I thought the win last start was really, really good, and there's no doubt a couple of negatives here, like, you know, he goes up in weight, he's out in trip, he has a wider draw and he's hitting a heavy 10 now. But um, I just can't I just can't find any horse here that I'm overly confident about, uh, I guess, beating him. And um, when that's the case, I'd like to side with him again. Uh, I think that they'll shoot forward from the draw. I think he drops two kilos with Tyler Schiller's claim, which is nice. Or, or keeps him at the same weight, sorry, for the for winning that race. But um, I think that he'll just roll forward. He handles a heavy 10 or handles a heavy track and... Uh, on paper, the 12-metre rail should suit those horses on pace. So 
Look, you've told the rest to get him off the fence. I'm sure the horse is capable of doing that. So I'm hoping that Conscript wins. You mentioned the other two runners at all. I sort of half like Jale. I agree. Um, but I think it'll have to be a serious track pattern day for me to back Jale or Dalal out at the odds. But, um, yeah, I think the safest option is to back Conscript, mate. And I think the $3 is the right price. Anything short of that, I'll be a bit concerned. But uh, hopefully scratchings don't absolutely annihilate the field and we do get that price on Saturday. Yep. Sounds good. Race 10 is the Precise Air Benchmark 78. Um, it's another 1,200-meter race. Mitch Beer has the favorite here with Sunrise Ruby, um, second up at the $4.60 price. Ladybrook, $5. We've got Rupertar and Irish Angel at the $8 price. Lady Bear for Molly Nails, 9. Um, Brazen Song, 11, and, and Double Figure Odds, the rest. Plenty of tempo on this one, mate. Um, I, I, I couldn't even predict who's going to lead this one, but I'm assuming... Lady Brook will roll forward. Molly Nails will be there and Brazen Song as well. Um, do you think that Sunrise Ruby can win here second up or are you going against? Yeah, man, I'm pretty keen on Sunrise Ruby. I've always had a massive opinion of her, but there was a couple of things I needed to tick from the first up run and it was out and trip, which she gets. She's four from six over this. Um, a, a big weight swing off Lady Brook and she was one less run under the belt with Lady Brook. And she still absolutely steamrolled home. So I saw the prices open. I saw Sunrise open 750 and I absolutely smacked it, mate. And I couldn't believe that Lady Brooke was shorter because there's so many reasons why it should be beating Lady Brooke this time around. And um, they're, they're drawn near each other, but I'm quite confident if they're both having the same run in transit, Sunrise Ruby should be beating at home. So I think it's hard to beat, mate. There's other angles here. You know, Irish Angels can always pop up and... Ruby kisses in its day on a heavy deck can give a sight, but I do think Sunrise Ruby's a really good horse. It's 1,200s bang on for it. Um, maybe one more run would have been ideal, but I think off that first up run, it absolutely zoomed home. I, I, it'll take a power of beating if it gets to the outside lanes. What have you landed on? I completely agree with you there, mate. I really do like Sunrise Ruby. I think the two horses you mentioned are the two in the race that'll battle it out, Lady Brook and Sunrise Ruby once again. Um, Sunrise Ruby's one and a half kilos better at the weights for uh, just being beat last time and I think she was taking ground off late so yeah really keen on Sunrise Ruby here as well um, a couple other runners I just had a lot of negatives around and I think that Sunrise Ruby relishes the wet ground Brenton Abdullah is one of my favourite riders I think he just gives every horse their chance and as long as the track's playing wider lanes like I think it will I think uh, Sunrise Ruby going to be really hard to beat here and I think that she'll win on Saturday and Confirm that Kosciuszko spot. Um, and as I said, Lady Brooks more danger. I just think she still also likes a heavy track. She's fitter. She's third up. 1,200 metres is no problems. And, uh, yeah, she's in really good form from an informed stable. So let's hope Sunrise Ruby finishes the day strongly for us here in Sydney, mate, before we uh, head down to Caulfield now, which is a track that you've had a bit of success on lately. Um, it's a soft six at Caulfield uh, with the rail out six metres. I think we'll get back onto a good track there. We're going to start with race six, which is the 1,200 metre handicap for three-year-old Colts and Geldings. Uh, Pasquero is the favourite, 340. We've got Sandy Prince, 380. Pounding at $6.50. Uh, cooled, last start winner at the $7.50 and then had a double-figure odds, mate. Super tempo in this race with a lot of go-forward types. Is Pasquero going to win, or are you uh, you going around? Yeah, I do think Pasquero is really hard to beat. There wasn't a whole lot between it and Pounding when they met, so 
you could make a case for pounding as well. Um, Jamie Carr's back and she's in form. So, yeah, mate, it's a pretty open race. Sandy Prince, if it had a run or two under the belt, I'd be really keen. It's got super form lines, but it's never won first up. Uh, so I do think pounding is good, good value. It's already half its price now, so that's gone. Pasquero, though, mate, it's got the right form, doesn't it? Super first up run. I trust the passive-aggressive form. Uh, I absolutely trust it. So I think $3.50 is a pretty fair price. Maps well. Craig knew it. I think it's a reasonable bet. Um, it wouldn't be one of my best bets, but I do think it's hard to beat. What about your thoughts, mate? Yeah, really hard to beat Pasquero as well. Spot on, mate. Um, just one of them horses. This race is all about, you know, which horse progresses the, the most, really. There's a lot of horses here that have shown a lot of ability, and it'll be all about who's, you know, progressed over the break and come back with a better type. But Pasquero, you know, won a maiden, then won benchmark 64, second in the Group 3 CSAs, and then finished midfield at the end of the preparation in the Group 1 Australian Guineas. And, yeah, as you said, he's returned against passive-aggressive, which is probably the A-grade A form right now in the country, and it seems to be standing up all the time. So from Barrier 4, there's absolutely no excuses, and we should be onto a drawing deck on Saturday. I'm really keen on Pasquero's chances. Um, I'm a big fan of Cooled. I'm a little bit gutted. I didn't back Cooled last start. Um, I backed it to place, but it ended up winning against Inundation, who was $1.40 at the time and taking all the money. Um, I thought that was a good win, but I, I know Inundation flopped, and it wasn't really uh, – performance to remember for that horse but uh yeah if you take away the flemington straight races cool's form guard um it seems to read pretty consistent barrier three two kilogram claimer who's riding very well and 1200 suits as does a soft track who stays in the wet 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 range there so pasquero mate i think that uh, we can get a winner in that race sounds good Race seven is the 1,200-metre Stowe Storage Solutions Handicap. This one's three-year-old fillies. Um, Jamie Carr rides a favourite, which is snapped, $3.60. We've got Chain of Lightning, $4.20. Linda Meach rides Cy at $7.50. She's all class, $8.50. Mrs. Chrissy, $14. And then um, serious odds about the remainder of the field. Once again, big field, three-year-old fillies. They'll roll forward and go pretty quick here. Inside draws will suit. And... Uh, yeah, who do you think is going to win this one? Pretty open. I'm going to give Sai a chance at the eights. Oh, it was unlucky last start. It should have won. And it's just nice and progressive. And the map looks perfect from barrier four. So I think it'll get the right run in transit. Obviously snapped barrier one, Jamie Carr, 54 kilograms. It's pretty obvious it's going to take a lot of beating. But I was happy to spec something at odds, mate. If you go watch the Sai replay, it, it should have won the race. So... I do think that can atone and run a good one by three race for us, but uh, there's not a lot between these. Chain of Lightnings is, is, is uh, firing. She's got class, can blow them away if it's on song. And uh, of course, the favourite snapped is probably deserves to be where it is. So happy to stick with Sai each way, mate. What have you got? I really like this race. I'm excited for this on Saturday. I think there's a couple of runners that are good value. And um, the one I'm taking, she's all class. I know that. She's been really painful for punters over her career, especially from a SP profile perspective. Uh, she's changed stables this time around. Obviously, Chris Wallet, Akira, and Mara and Eustace. And I thought her run first up was super. Um, taking ground off Chain of Lightning late there. Meets also a little bit better at the weights. One thing I took out of that first up run was that the stable was really keen on her chances. And she carried a big weight that day, 60 kilos. So I've got no idea she's going to take a little bit on from that run. And um, I think she's just hopefully in a better better frame of mind down there in Melbourne and over a couple of issues and they're giving us nine and three dollars so 
that's the price I'm really keen to take it at one one times three. Um, she comes out of all the right fillies races. Obviously, the Furious, T-Rose, T-Rose and Flight Stakes in Sydney. Um, I'm not going to lie, barrier, the widest barrier in the field is certainly no advantage, but uh, I'm just hoping class can get her home and they're giving me enough price to take a little stab there, mate. So she's all class for me. And the one that I'm worried about is on the opposite end of the spectrum, barrier one, um, Jamie Carr was snapped. I just think this horse is showing enough ability, both in on debut and then again in a benchmark 64. Obviously went to the Group 3 race at Mooney Valley, which is a track where you need literally everything to go right to win. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't. But uh, jumping out really nicely in the ret- in the lead-up to return here. But at the price, I'll have to go with She's All Class at the 8.50. They're just dangling a carrot in front of me, and I'm keen to keen to hope she's at her best on Saturday, and I think she can win that race. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, as I said, the best version of She's All Class it, it could blow these away. It's got the form and like not that long ago, we'll be starting half its price on this. So if it can find its best and a bit of luck from the barrier, you're definitely onto something there at odds for sure. Yep, totally agree, mate. Now we're going to go to the Group 3 race on the program, which is the Bletchingly Stakes, wait for age, over 1,200 metres. Uh, Favourite is Maliva at the $4.80 price. We've got Streets of Avalon, Oxley Road and King of Sparta around $6.00. Uh, Maria Mia from the Pride Stable, $7. Scalapini, $8.50. Sartorial Splendor, $11. And then um, a couple of other horses in the race. Super tempo in this race, mate. All the speed coming from out wide. I think they're all going to roll forward. I'm not sure where King of Sparta is going to end up from barrier one, but uh, I'm interested to hear if you think that King of Sparta is going to win or if you got one out wide for punters. This is one of these races where I'm not a massive fan of betting into a race where most come out of the same race again. I, I just think unless there's something that really stuck out that's over the odds, there's, there's not a lot between these. If there's five of these or four or five that come out and there's there's a length or two between them. You know, Oxley Road was unlucky. Maliva returned well. Um, you've got Maria Mears coming in like a Saratoga Splendor was out of the same race and, and it's $11. So you pick and choose out of out of any of them that can uh, turn the tables. King of Sparta, if it had drawn a bit better, I'd be pretty keen, but it's getting to one of those horses where it's three from 14. It looks well-placed and it doesn't deliver often, more often than not. Uh, but then again, I think it's got the best turn of foot in the race by far. It's got the right form. Barrier one, though, as you said, mate, where does it end up? Could be a bit messy. Um I'm keen to leave this, mate. I do think Oxy Road's probably the one if I had to choose, just because of its SP. It started short. It, it was caught wide, and I think it's a good horse. It just had no luck first up. So it does map a bit sticky here, but one out of one over the track and trip, it, it opened $2.80, and now you're getting sixes. So and, uh, that's the one over the odds. But, yeah, King of Sparta can probably win. Just needs a bit of luck from Barrier 1. What have you landed on? Yeah, really interesting race and um, pretty spot on about what you said. Very open race and runners coming out of the same race and all those sorts types of things. I just think with the tempo in this race and every horse sort of a go-forward type except for one or two, it's going to be a really fast run, uh, 1,200 metres. And for more, and there's a couple of runners here that basically I don't think can get the 1,200 metres uh, when it's run at this tempo. A lot of these are 1,100 metre types. And for that reason, I'm sort of going with Maria Mia and, well, the Sydney form, Maria Mia and King of Sparta. I think Maria Mee is that horse that, you know, like I said, she can get out to the 13, 1400. I don't think it's her best distance, but she can certainly run a fast 1200 and sustain a good gallop. And uh, I think she'll put herself on into the race, probably three wide with cover, hopefully, and um, get her chance. J 
Jamie Carr there. I notice she comes here off a four-week freshen up and back to 1,200. I think that's absolutely super That's ideal. And, uh, you know, the Sydney, strong Sydney form will hold up in these types of races all the time. King of Sparta on a sort of different spectrum. I'm, I'm concerned about the barrier majorly um, with all the tempo. I don't know where he gets to. In saying that, if he does position sort of midfield there and, and McNeil's aboard and, the, and a gap comes, I think that King of Sparta, if we're on a good four, has that ability to just burst through a hole and, and get the job done while a few of these are tiring because 1200 is no concern for him. And uh, at the moment, they're giving us each way about both of those runners. So I'm, I'm half keen to, to play both of them, but uh, I'll see what the odds do on Saturday morning. But I'll be definitely with the Sydney Siders in this one, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't that uh, long ago that Maria Mayer gave Probabil a big scare. So isn't that that's superb form for this? Um, when she's right, she's a super horse. So it's cracker race. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a bit of value in this last race, mate, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts. But um, it's the 1,400-metre Katnak Jewelers benchmark 78. Um, the current favourite is Lucky Decision at 550. Got Turbo at 6. Here to shop in Mayfair Spirit at the $9 price. Mystery exclusive Polanco. Sig Positano at 10. Um, then jumps out to pretty large odds. Most of the pace here is drawn on the inside. Sonnery, I think we're due. And uh, hopefully my runner pushes forward from out wide. But, uh, yeah, who do you think is going to win the last one? Yeah, I've probably got three here that, that I could back at, at odds as well. I think Mayfair Spirit was unlucky last start. Jamie Carr's an in, intent with the booking. Has a really good second up record. And it's just a good horse. And um, I do like that sort of bloodstock near Eustace Nicks. Interesting. And I was pretty keen on here to shock at, at 12s because... You've got the apprentice aboard and barrier three, and if he can get uh, some early sectionals, he can pinch this. It's dropping seven kilograms from uh, a BM70, so it's dropping an absolute stack of weight. But the interesting thing with here to shock is it's two out of two third up, so this is when the horse hits, hits its straps. And uh, the apprentices, you know, you hit and miss with backing them, but if you're taking them on something when they're leading, they're more often than not going to go okay. And Jet Stanley straight to the front with a very, very light weight. He, he might be able to get away with this. Um, so they're the two I'm, I'm really interested in. And uh, from the very wide draw, Polanco is unbeaten fourth up and, and has been racing really well despite the average Caulfield record. Um, its last run was on this track behind his uh, Bonneval and that's the right form for this, albeit Turbo's out of that race as well. But with a bit of luck and running, Polanco is a big player. So they're sort of the three probably leaning towards Mayfair and here to shock. But if I've got a bonus bet, I'll be I'll be throwing it on Planko. What have you landed on, mate? Awesome, mate. I like it. Um, I'm pretty keen on Mr. Exclusive. Well, not pretty keen, but um, I'm happy to play Mr. Exclusive in the get-out here. Uh, Double-figure odds and 3.30 a place. I just think he's racing really well to the eye, this preparation, and he took some pretty good jump-out form into his first up run, which was benchmark 84 grade, where he finished uh, third there. Uh, behind Dagula, who's gone on to bigger and better things. Although last race, he was pretty unlucky. And with the three kilogram claim to Logan McNeil, he carries the same weight, dropping back in grade here. Um, obviously, you know, coming from the wide draw, he's going to have to find a position. But um, I'd rather, if I'm taking wide horse runners, I'd rather roll forward and try and get a position than drop right back to last and have to loop the field. So happy to play Mr. Exclusive with a 10 and 3.30 in a race where there's uh, no superstars here, mate. Um, going around the grounds, I've got only one. Uh, Gosford race seven, Crimson Rock, mate. Um, there's no price yet, but uh, if punters want to know my price, I think he should be $4.50, and that's what I'm hoping we get. 
I think he's racing really well at the moment. He should have won last start, in my opinion. Um, he ran at a huge click up front with uh, on his favourite wet track. But young Jack O'Sell just needed to try and steal a cheaper furlong mid-race. And he also stayed on the fence that day when it suited being off. So Dylan Gibbons hops aboard, um, your mate. And I think he's well-weighted at the 59, heavy track. Last race, I think coming to the middle of the track that day will be ideal. And um, I hope we get a price, but hopefully we get $455 at least. What about yourself, mate? Sure that you got a few from around the grounds. Yeah, got a few from around the grounds. And shout out to Gibbo for getting home last week's just like Lisa. Absolute peach. Just cut the corner and see you later. So, yeah, mate, I'll, I'll have a look into that. If it's anything Gibbons, I'm interested. Uh, in terms of Saturday, I've just got a couple this weekend. It's pretty wet at, at Doombin. So race number three, all that pizzazz. And the thing is, this this one's two out of three. Its only loss was to Northern Express, who just recently won the two-year-old race. So it, it handles a heavy like a treat. And what I like as well, mate, Northern Express just behind Billionaire Baby and that horse bolted in again the other day. So a bit of form lines tying up. It'll handle the wet, whereas the favourite here, jumping up in grade, hasn't seen a wet deck. So keen to play that one. One one I'm interested in, mate, race five, Doomed, and you remember Miracle Day. Um, interesting run in New South Wales. You remember it put a few in a row on the trot and then just didn't really go on with it. But um, it handles heavy, which, which interests me because it, we're getting $20 and I know that uh, the stewards were saying it didn't handle the good decks towards the end of its prep. So I reckon just back onto a wet deck first up, it might be able to give this a red hot crack. And in the same race, mate, as well, Mob Busters bus $12. I mean, it was uh, not that long ago, it ran third to Ayrton. So they're the two in that race I'm interested in. And then uh, just got uh, one other one at Caulfield. Back in the man that I've uh, had the ban on for so long, D Oliver in race three. Manoush, its return was brilliant. It, it looked to hit a bit of a flat spot and then really picked up late. I just love that return. And um, I know the Godolphin have a good good uh, opinion of this one. I think it's going to get the dream run from, from the draw and the return was outstanding. So I'm really keen to stick with it and see what it can do this prep. Its late splits were, were excellent and um, out and trip suited. Obviously the danger in that's um, unusual culture and Race number five, Ruba got the job done at 15s is my best bet, so I'm keen to stick with it. it, it yes, it won by a head, but it, it looked like it was just romping past the line, and I think it's going to appreciate this trip, so keen to stick with it, mate. Ruba at $10 in race number five, Caulfield, with Cuz, Michael Walker aboard. Yeah, beautiful. That's all I've got for around the ground. I like it, mate. Plenty of uh, plenty of value in there for punters. A uh, really good one there. Uh, best bet for me, mate. Jojo was a man. Race eight at Sydney, uh, $3.50. I just think well suited. Uh, well suited here with a couple of runners first up from a break. Pasquero, best bet for me in Melbourne. And um, just with value, I'm going to go with the uh, get out stakes in Melbourne, Mr. Exclusive at the $10 price. What about yourself? Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm think deep romance. If they're making ground, I think it's a living, breathing certainty, um, in honesty. So, I'm really keen on that in race four, Ramwick, if they can come out on the outside and it slots in. I think it's race over. And I just reckon good value, mate. And $4.50 at the moment, race three at Ramwick, cruel summer. It's been nosed out two of its last three runs uh, with huge gaps behind it. Huey Bowman on, maps to get the right run. And 
just loves the heavy, mate. It handles it. A lot of these queries out. So I think that's flying. You're getting 450. It's going to be in the finish. Horse is super consistent, deserves a win. And um, I think it can get one in race three, Ramwick. Beautiful, mate. Thanks for uh, joining me once again. Uh, hopefully uh, we were a, bit, a little bit better this week with a uh, second half from a spell. A couple of uh, internet issues there, but hopefully uh, the winners, that's all that matters on this, pro- on this program. So hope you have a great weekend, mate. And uh, thanks again for joining me. You too. Thanks for having me, mate. Good luck, punters.